Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. Uh, I'm Frank, and oh, oh, friend, oh, Tim is not here this week. We are going to have to, you know what? We're going to have to go to a friend of the show. Lauren from Metropolis Podcast is here. Can, Lauren, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Woo! Calling Major Tom. <laughs> this is Lauren from Metropolis. Um, <laughs> hi! Howdy. Hey, welcome to the show. It's such a cliche, but I am literally so excited to be here. Um, we're all sort of friends in real life now, um, you, me, Tim. Yeah. But uh, I started as a listener, and it's really kind of crazy to hit this personal milestone. <laughs> personal milestone. Wow. All right. We're starting from there. That's that's good. Okay, I like this. We're going to we're going to this is going to work out. I think this is going to work out. Don't feel too just, special. I yeah, said okay. the same thing on Beer with Geeks last week. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Uh, right on. Well, Lauren, uh, why don't you tell the the nice people a little bit about Metropolis Podcast real quick? Uh, so I have a podcast for uh, the undeveloped <laughs> Superman show, or I guess Lois Lane show, Metropolis. Um, it's a really funny story. Uh, DC announced uh, that they were developing that for uh, DC Universe about a year ago, a year and a half ago. And within like two hours of it, of the news dropping, I sent a full pitch to Tim and Frank because I was an avid listener of Supergirl TV Talk. Um, I wanted to produce a show. If the show was happening, I wanted to be leading the conversation on it. Um, and I loved Thought Bubble Audio and all the shows that they produced. So I got in contact and I was like, hey, let me do this. Um, and, you know, we've been BFFs ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's how I remember it. Uh, you, were, you were quick to jump on that. You really were. You were like, all right, we're doing this. I'm doing this. <laughs> Guys, you're going to let me do this? Are we going to do this together or am I doing it alone? Either way, I'm doing it. <laughs> like, well, Who talks I'm- first? You talk first? <laughs> Um, nice. If only uh, Warner Brothers was as quick on it as I was. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, still that's waiting right. on that show. One day. But uh, uh, yeah, I I very much enjoy your show. I'm very glad you decided to to do it with us and you and Connor. Do a great job. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited to uh, to talk with you about Supergirl today because um, you know that's the that's the thing that you and I have most in common is our our love of uh, of this whole crazy universe of characters. Uh, we do. That's the thing. I know uh, you 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 more from the lowest perspective, me more from the Clark perspective. But we meet in the middle and we we love the same stuff. So uh, I'm stoked to get to talk about this with you. I'm coming after after Tim's job. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. Look out, Tim. This um, seat's pretty comfy. I think I'll stay here for yeah, a Yeah, right? Bit. Yeah, it's not so bad. <laughs> it's not so bad here in, in Chateau Supergirl TV talk. I don't know why I just made up a fake studio. Um, but here we are. So, yeah, um, why don't we uh, jump into uh, the mailbag and, uh, and hear what our listeners have to say. Ooh, Frank. Do you mind if I submit something to the mailbag real quick? Okay, go for it. I love it. This is real-time feedback. Uh, this is kind of crazy. Again, I have the unique uh, position of being a fan who somehow, I guess, conned you guys and like became friends with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's crazy because uh, I did start as a listener. I was listening to you guys as of, I think, season two and onward. 
Um, it's really funny because I was really, really obsessed with uh, Supergirl around season two. I was so excited that the CW picked it up because, um, you know, uh, CBS did a great job, but uh, they hadn't, they weren't used to doing superhero shows in the way that the CW could. Mm. Um, so I was just super excited. Uh, and I was listening to actually about three or four Supergirl podcasts. <gasps> yeah. Um, <gasps> and I only listen to one now. Hey, <laughs> wait, is it this one? Is, is, it is, is this the one? Oh, all right, cool. Hey. If I can send some real-time fan mail, um, I think it's really cool <laughs> that you guys were always willing to like stay close to the pulse of what the fans were talking about. Um, not to be too negative, but uh, specifically, I wasn't a huge fan of Monel in season two, and I remember that you guys mm. would address his behavior, whereas all the other podcasts were like, oh, he's the coolest, he's the dreamiest, we love him. And I was like, really? He's acting a little bit like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, yeah, I like, wouldn't, you would, I wouldn't you say would address that I those things. Him. Yeah. Um, well, thanks. Yeah, just things like that. Just always acknowledging, like, where the fans come from. Because sometimes people are just, uh, maybe because they're trying to get celebrity guests and they're trying to be as, uh, like, complimenting as possible. Um, but you guys have always had a really good balance of staying positive, but also, uh, you know, just talking about what everyone is talking about. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. That's a really big compliment. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're trying to do. I and mean, we're, we're fans like everybody else. And we talk like the fans talk, I like to think. Um, so, so yeah, thanks. That's that's a very big compliment. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Um, well, we just throw the rest of this mail out now. This is all garbage. We'll just, we'll just don't need those. I'm just um, hijacking everything. <laughs> no uh but thank you that that's really that's really kind of you um and um uh i don't i don't really know where to go from there but thank you i appreciate that and i, I we're going to go into listener feedback from there the, the rest of the listener feedback the people who are not on this podcast this week uh but maybe they wish they were uh this <laughs> first one actually comes from twitter um uh, we've been getting a lot of great feedback on twitter lately so thank you guys for for keeping that going um, but I thought this was really funny. Uh, Laura, I'll put this in the show notes, a uh, link to her tweet, but Laura says uh, she wants a spinoff where Red Daughter is saved from Lex's plans and she and Lena solve crimes together. <laughs> um, I would watch that show. <laughs> I would actually definitely watch that show of like uh, Lena and, and Russian Kara just running around solving crimes and and like 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 two detectives like a procedural like a full-on detective show between the two of them would actually because that was fun like that was a fun dynamic um so i would i would actually totally be down with that they would actually need to clone melissa benoist and katie mcgrath to do that though they they would it would be double the shooting schedule be insane yeah it's true it's true um maybe it's like maybe it's like a summer show maybe just like you know in the off season we get to see the adventures of of lena and rara um I love or that a, idea. Or a CW uh, seed show, animated version. Maybe. Oh, there you go. Hey, now you're thinking. I like that. That's cool. All right, I'm into that. Um, I want to look back now, real quick. Um, back to the to the actual mailbag. Uh, mail at SupergirlTVTalk.com, and we're also looking back in time here. Um, Bria emailed us. Uh, Bria has been a frequent emailer. I think we even read this one on the on the show. If I don't, if I remember correctly, if not, I know I read it off the air. Um, but uh, Bria, back in November, sent us this note uh, where she was the, uh, the, the the cutting to the chase of of what's relevant here. Um, she pointed out that the the vice president at the time, who's now the president, President Tron 
What if he's actually Lex Luthor using one of those image inducers? Uh, that was her. That was her thought then. Um, and so she emailed again this week and kind of bumped that email back to the top of the thread <laughs> and goes, "I'm liking how a part of my email is aging." Thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, there might be something to that. There might there's there's clearly some link between uh, the president, uh, or former vice president, and and Lex. Um, and uh, seeing as how things ended this week, we'll get into into it some more. But uh, Bria, you might be onto something there. Just might be onto something back way way far as back as uh, as November. So uh, I guess I guess we'll have to continue waiting and seeing for a couple more weeks. But uh, I think you may maybe onto something after all. That's my read on the situation anyway. Um, uh, any any do you, do you have any do you have any thoughts around that? Do you want to save that till we get uh, uh, talking to that part of the episode, Lauren? I want to save it because that ending right. was really something. That was that was something special to behold. So so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll save further discussion uh, for for later on. But I thought that was that was fun and, and thought we should share that. Um, I think that's I think that's gonna that's gonna close up the mailbag for today. Thank you guys so much for uh, sending us your thoughts uh, and your theories and your predictions and everything else uh, and your told you so's. Uh, all that fun stuff uh, to mail at supergirltvtalk.com. We we read every email we get. Uh, we read every tweet we get uh, at TV Supergirl. So keep the feedback coming uh, and we will keep on reading it here on the show. Thank you so much for all of that. Also want to say a big thank you to our friends over at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio uh, who make this show possible by contributing a couple bucks, you know, as little as a buck a month. Uh, you can get exclusive audio content like our Supergirl TV talk first reactions that come out like less than a half hour after the episodes uh, air on the East Coast. Uh, you can get our cut for time segments. You can get uh, things that were that were cut out of uh, other shows that that are just exclusive to Patreon supporters. Uh, and you can get early access to shows like academy rewind and beer with geeks and read up and whole slew of other stuff um all of that for our patreon supporters as little as a buck a month will will get access to all that stuff um that's like a quarter per episode if you listen to four episodes of super real tv talk uh each month so that uh, you know if you can spare a quarter uh we'd, we'd appreciate it uh thank you so much to everyone who does support us there and thank you for even just telling a friend uh anything you do to support these shows really means a lot to us so um check it out at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio and from there, uh, I think I, I say we we go to a really quick storytime village. Um, I've got a couple of themes. You know, I'm not the theme master that Tim is, so I'm sure that some of you <laughs> will is? have. Who is really? I mean, th- that man. That man can theme like no one else. Um, he's the most thematic man I know. But anyway, uh, we I'll, I'll I'll do my best here to to give you some some themes uh, and and Lauren, I hope you have stuff to chime in thoughts on on what what I've um, come up with here, and then we'll 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 move from there. I have a lot of that was a good bit and a couple of Professor Comics Corner pieces too, so um, so I think we're gonna have a, a good amount of stuff to to chat about here. But starting with the themes, um, I've got uh, I've got parenting as a theme. I've got um siblings i'm i'm kind of calling it like siblings from a distance um all all of our our pairs of siblings were with someone else this episode um so True. and and kind of missing the their other half in some ways so we'll talk about that uh and then letting your guard down i think is kind of one of one of the the bigger ones yes um in fact i think we should start there cuz i think that's the biggest so yeah. 
obviously we have Lena letting her guard down with Kara, right? She's saying how, how Eve betrayed her and she's not sure she can ever trust again. Uh, but she is, she, she doesn't think she would have been able to make it through without Kara's friendship, uh, and her integrity. And, and, you know, those are the things that, that keep her going. Um, so I guess it's a good thing that Kara didn't tell her she's Supergirl, huh? <laughs> I wanted it so badly, but I, you know, the slow burn, they're really making us uh, uh, work for it, or I guess be patient for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, there were a couple of moments where it would have been fitting, right? I mean, like early in the episode and 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 then when when Kara found the, the, the room, like, uh, you know, Red daughter, yeah, like that. Finding all of her, finding her own journal in that room must have been like mind bending. My thing is, uh, is as a fan who watches the show, this was kind of like unparalleled uh, insight into how Kara feels about the whole secret thing. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Tim and uh, Frank and I were talking earlier about like how we engage in uh, fan discourse. you do a lot. On, you look a lot on Twitter. I look a lot on on Tumblr, and I see the um, that there's like head cannons. Um, oh yeah. And for a long time, the because the show would not provide really an explanation for why Kara wouldn't tell her best friend why she's Supergirl. Um, there had to be explanations made. Like people were saying, "Oh, uh, she knows, but she's pretending she doesn't know," or like, "Oh, Kara's, uh, you know, she's." not telling Lena because she gets to be a normal person. And uh, finally, this episode, they really, really address like how she feels, uh, like the anxiety she has, the, the outright terror. Like she was terrified of, of Lena seeing all that. And um, as someone who's been watching the show all this time, it was great to finally see some real um, emotion behind what has basically been a plot point. Because mm-hmm. um, up until now, the, the main reason they gave us was, uh, you know, uh, Lena and Supergirl were on good terms in season two. In season mm-hmm. three, all the kryptonite stuff sort of came to the surface and they were a little chilly towards each other. And mm-hmm. that continued a little bit into the season. Um, so I was just amazed uh, that in this episode, we finally got to see the heart behind the decisions, like the, the emotion behind it. Yeah, it's, uh, that's totally true. I, 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 was a, I subscribed to the theory that Lena knew but was letting Kara believe she didn't know. Um, for a while, I talked about it here on the show that like, you know, I, I for a while there, I thought she knew clearly that was not the case. Um, so I will I will own up to being wrong on that one. But for a while, I was convinced I was I was really convinced that there was going to be a big reveal sooner or later. Um, but I think that the route they've gone here is more powerful um, and and has more legs to, to be a, uh, a really impactful and really like touching a story and and possibly so so here's the other thing that i always do uh and and tim tim hate doesn't love when i do this and he sits on the show <laughs> but i always am looking for the angle of how is lena gonna go bad right oh and and so sorry i'm on team tim right now <laughs> okay all right well hear me out um this sure. is good this is good a little conflict is good so i feel like at the end of the episode they kind of set up what what could be a route to go there um when Kara tells James like, well, I'm not going to tell her right now, but you know, as soon as we, we put Lex behind bars, I'm going to tell her everything. Um, and this is after the whole, like really when they were back on the plane, she was very, very close. I mean, she took off the glasses. She was doing the pose, you know, she was, she was doing the whole thing. It was, it was like straight out of like Superman, t- uh, Superman two. Um, yes. uh, when Clark is like, you know, like 
I'm about to tell Lois. Um, so I feel like what if Kara really does have every intention of telling Lena, you know, when the time is right, but what if something forces her hand or what if Lex tells her because Lex knows, uh, or what if, you know, what if Lexi uses that to turn Lena against Kara in some way or, or just to hurt her? Um, what, what if I'm, she finds out in any other number of ways before Kara is ready to tell her and then she feels betrayed? As soon as Kara said, I'm going to do this, my like narrator voice inside my head was like, she is absolutely not going to do that. Yep. Like, the moment she said it, I knew it would be taken away from us. Um, the only question is when that's going to happen. Because right now, that's the, the only thing that they have to dangle. Uh, uh, like in front of us, like the the fact that Lena doesn't know. It's the thing that they can keep on pushing and like building um, suspense over. Um, and after this episode, it feels like it could happen in the finale. But at the same time, I'm like, this show has, uh, like, are we going to, is this going to happen uh, at this point? Um, it took so long to compare this to another superhero show, um, mm-hmm. another super superhero show. Um, in Smallville, it took four seasons for his best friend to find out. It took uh, his love interest like nine seasons to find <laughs> out. Um, at this point, everyone knows Kara's secret. It's really insane. Um, so this is like the last uh, person who doesn't know. And while it feels like they're going to reveal it, um, I can also see if they don't. But yeah. I, I don't think that Kara is going to have the the privilege of being able to tell her on her own terms. I don't think so either. I don't think she gets to have that. That's almost like too happy an ending for her. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't, I don't think she gets to tell her. Um, I guess my, I, I take it even a step further and say, is that the thing that sets, you know, puts Lena over the edge, or, or at least puts her on a path of, of feeling like, well, then I really can trust no one. Um, I wonder. She talked about what a big deal that is for her. It makes me wonder if, if that's. Uh, if her trust with Kara is broken, what's left? The way I see it is Lena, it goes through the emotional ringer, ringer every single season. She is constantly let down by her, her mom, by Lex, by mother figures like um, uh, Rhea. Mm. Uh, and by every James. time she, and by James. And every time, you know, she has her period where she's uh, depressed and sullen, but she has so much willpower um, I'm hoping that the goodness in her prevails because that is a huge defining characteristic about Lena is um, when she starts, when she enters the the Supergirl universe, she absolutely is this person who, you know, is not happy with her life, but is just trying. That's like the persistence of Lena is she, she doesn't like her situation, but she doesn't stop trying to do her best. Um, and even though they would have grounds to bend her character into the maniacal villain that I think that some uh, people want her to be, um, as a fan of the character, I hope that this isn't what, I, I hope that never happens. Mm. Yeah, I, I just, I still can't quite decide whether I think they're telling the story of of uh, Supergirl's friend or of Supergirl's ne- like nemesis and how she becomes her nemesis. I, I, I honestly don't know. And that's one of the beautiful things about this, right, is that like, to go back to you brought up Smallville, like we always knew that Clark and Lex were going to be enemies, right? We knew that, mm-hmm. that it was just we we're watching the journey of how these two become enemies. And here we don't actually know that. We don't know what we're watching. So it, it to me that, you know, there's more intrigue in a way there because um, you, you you don't know how it's going to turn out. And so it's 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 not just like 
we know the outcome, so here's the journey. Um, it's both. It's it's trying to determine the outcome and and enjoying the journey as it unfolds. It's uh, and it's funny because Lena is one of those characters who has. I mean, this is a Supergirl thing in general. Um, like Kara is kind of different in every version, and then um, Lena also is different depending on which version you're looking at. Uh, in the comics, right. she and Kara are friends, and she's um, kind of like a. I wouldn't say sidekick, but she does help Supergirl. Um, there are other versions of the story where she's evil. Um, Smallville kind of played both sides. Um, do, <laughs> I'm going to confess to have watching to have watched uh, like a one of the Lego adaptations, or no, not Lego. Um, DC Superhero Girls. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> it's such a cute show. Um, uh, Lena is like is more of a villain in that show, so okay. it really could go either way. Right, exactly. We, there's precedent for both, so it's hard to say which which one they're going with here. So it makes it all the more interesting to watch to me, anyway. Um, but that's that's one side of the letting your guard down. And do you have other other letting your guard down stuff for for Kara and Lena? Not for Kara and Lena. Someone else let her guard down massively in this episode, though. Big time. Alex Alex with Kelly, uh, really in both directions. They both let their guard down in, in big, big ways. Um, Alex going through the, the whole process of finding out that she's um, been selected for uh, for adoption and that she's going she's gonna to get to adopt from a woman who's having a baby, then finding out that Never mind the mother's keeping the baby. Um, uh, that whole she runs the gamut of emotions of first being excited, then being nervous, then being outright terrified, uh, then coming around to it. Uh, you know, Kelly guides her through all this, and and she, um, Alex ultimately feels like she's ready for it. And then when the rug gets pulled out from under her, that she's not going to get to keep the baby after all. Um, you know, she's just traumatized and and so, so deeply, deeply hurt by that because her hopes had gotten uh, raised and then dashed. So, I mean, that was that whole arc uh, that that Alex went through in just one episode was really hard to watch. Right. Hard to go through that much pain. Definitely. Um, they ugh. they haven't been super kind to Alex and it makes my heart hurt. Yeah. I feel like ever since Maggie left, she's really she's really had a lot to deal with. Um it's it's been it's been a rough it's been a rough couple of years now for Alex. <laughs> it's tough. Uh. uh but then Kelly turns around and also opens up to Alex about her own past and her own past engagement and how it was with her sergeant and how they weren't um allowed to be out while they were serving uh, abroad so they had to keep it secret and so not even James knew that his sister was engaged. Um and how the the absolute uh just heartbreak that she went through uh when her fiance was killed in action uh abroad uh and how she couldn't really grieve outwardly and she had even gotten a a letter from from her now deceased fiance and all all, all this heartbreak she went through and how the moral of the story is as she told it was that you know they're when you when you suffer heartbreak there it will heal eventually there will be scars but eventually those scars fade in time uh and you you know it, it's not fun while you're going through it but you just have to know you're going to come out the other end and you're going to be okay really powerful super powerful um just a, a side note on this when alex was talking um to kelly 
they had me concerned for a moment because there's a shot that starts out as kind of like an overhead on Alex and it's clear she's lying down on a bed or something. Mm. And I was like, don't tell me she's literally like in the therapist patient position. She <laughs> but was then it, though. She totally sort of, was. But then they, they gave us a wider shot and you saw that Kelly was like relaxed sitting on the floor eating chocolate and I thought that was such a tender moment. That's true. It was. It, 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 the, the whole scene, there was, there was such an... Um, there was such like a, a closeness, you know, it almost uh, intimacy has implications, but we're not quite there yet. But, you know, there, there was such an like intimacy in the sense of just feeling completely comfortable with one another. Right. Um, so that was really nice to see. And, and you know, I, I feel like some major foreshadowing there. But I mean, especially when especially when um, she's a the actress who plays Kelly, she's a season regular next season right she's she's a season regular next season that's absolutely right so we know that there's uh you know outside of the universe we know that there's going to be something going on there and she's going to be sticking around but even within the show within the universe i'm trying to remember now and i, I, didn't, I don't think i wrote it down in my notes but kelly uh makes uh, a comment about uh oh i think it's in in the letter that she receives from her fiance um that she wrote her sort of like in the event of my death here's a letter for you um and she says in that note, her her late fiance says, like, you know, I know that you're going to find somebody who makes you smile again or makes you laugh again or something like that. And I have to think that that is foreshadowing about her and Alex. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see Alex be happy. I know. I know. I cannot. I, that, you couldn't have said it better myself. I, a, Alex really deserves to be happy again. We haven't really gotten to truly see her happy um, since probably since Maggie uh, and she and Maggie split. So I, I really, really want to see her have like real happiness, like genuine joy and happiness in, in her personal life again. Um, and I, I hope that, that, you know, that Kelly is the source of happiness for her in that way. But I also hope that she gets to adopt like she wants to. Um, it was really so, cute how they were looking at like baby strollers together. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. Like that, that's what I'm talking about with like the, this, how comfortable they were with each other. Like just to start shopping for strollers like that. And, and the, the way that they were bantering and stuff was just so close. Like you'd think they'd known each other for years, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I, I don't know about you, but when they were uh, like online shopping, I got this idea of on one hand, I mean, I, I kind of had a feeling that the adoption wasn't going to happen because as soon as they said the girl is 17, I'm like, no, she's going to she's mm-hmm. gonna change her mind about that. Um, uh, I had this feeling of this probably isn't working out. They're getting really comfortable. But on the bright side, on the weird bright side of when this baby is taken from Alex, um, you know, maybe there will come a time where these two potentially are adopting together and they get to, you know, when Kelly is contributing to her decision of, oh, this one, you can jog with it. It mm, really is mm. like like a, not just a suggestion to a friend, but like a, a mutual decision. And like that would make it a lot more beautiful. I love that idea. Totally. Yeah. Like this is, this is a preview of, of their life to come almost. I, I love <laughs> yeah. that. Hopefully, hopefully. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> I, I do hope so. So... That's letting your guard down. There was a whole lot of letting your guard down. Um, any other any other thoughts on that theme before I move on to another one? Uh, I'd love to hear what else you have on your other themes. Okay. Uh, so siblings from a distance, or you could also call it sort of the family you choose. Um, 
this is a little bit of a lighter touch, but like Alex, uh, Alex and Kara, you know, were, were separate in this episode. And Alex in particular really felt the loss of the, the, the loss, the lack of her sister in the moment. Right. And felt like she couldn't make this decision about the baby. She had 12 hours to decide whether she was going to keep this baby or not. Um, and if she, it wasn't so dramatic, it would have been like sitcom levels of ridiculous. I, I really, it could have been. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, if it wasn't so just, heartbreakingly sad <laughs> um and and she feels like she can't make that decision without Kara. and luckily kelly you know as the resident therapist kind of talks her through it and helps her you know derive from her own judgment from her own gut like what would Kara say to you in this moment and and helps her make the decision um but i love that idea of like how they're still you know they're still linked those two are still linked and and um in this most crucial of moment moments um she's making the most important decision that she's made in a very very long time maybe ever um the one person who she wants there to help her is her sister and on that note um just a quick note about kyler lee's acting when uh kelly says to alex like oh what would your sister think or what would your sister say uh kyler lee goes on this very uh like short but uh amazing face journey where you just see her really just like the body language, I can't put words to it. It's fantastic. You see her go through all these emotions. You see her like ponder. You see her sort of go into her her like government mode of I am a strategic person who knows how to be strategic. And then it's like she's able to call Kara to her right then and there. And you see her just really relax. And there's not a lot of movement. Like it's not like she goes from like standing to sitting down or anything, but uh, just the way she like composes herself. That was amazing to witness. She's so incredibly talented, so gifted. Like we are so lucky to have her on this show. And they give her a lot of stuff. Like I think Alex's stuff is probably well, no, I think James probably has the craziest stuff, like a lot the craziest developments mm. at least. That's um true. but Alex has a lot of drama and then Kyler she just knocks it out of the park season after season. Totally, and she's so versatile. She's so so versatile. I mean, to to be able to be this vulnerable talking about something like this, but then, you know, last week or probably next week, you know, she's in full on uh, in command director of the DEO mode and she just e- easily effortlessly switches between the two, uh, the two, you know, different sides of that character. It's, it's so cool. And so she's just so gifted and so talented to be able to do that so easily and make it look easy too. <laughs> right. Exactly. Cause Alex always looks like someone who, well, when she's not yelling at someone, she does always seem like she's in control. So it's, it's right. again, it's just really cool to witness that. Could not agree with you more. So that's Alex and Kara, the siblings from a distance thing. Uh, Lena and Lex. Uh, similarly, you know, Lena. I mean, this is all like a big mind game that Lex is playing with Lena. This whole thing, this whole come to Kaznia and 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 Eve is going to be waiting for you. And there's going to be, uh, you know, I'm going to use copy to to have there be like. 12 different eaves and uh all of this stuff was was all a mind game like yes they're they're uncovering his secret but i am very confident that no secret of lex luther's gets uncovered that he doesn't want uncovered like until he's ready for it to be revealed and especially when his sister is involved um and when he knows that kara is supergirl um (laughs) You know, it's it, crazy I, the amount of Luthers that are not Lena who know Kara's secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I know exactly. Yeah, like the the whole it's it's like the worst kept family secret. <laughs> uh, a question about Eve, actually. Mm. Um, perhaps I wasn't watching the episode too quickly. Kara does make a note about. Uh, she wrote an article about this guy Copy who could make copies of himself. How did that translate into Eve being able to do it? Uh, well, I think what happened was earlier in the. So I, I looked this up too. Uh, in full disclosure, I looked this up too because I was. Uh, awesome. I was trying to remember like where this came from. So, um, at, so I'm looking at the, uh, uh, like Wikia page, the Arrowverse Wiki. And there, um, it, I was reminded that, um, they copy and a Helgramite were taken from their cells and brought to Otis and mercy. Um, and that is when, uh, they became possessed, uh, and agent Liberty was like working with them. Um, and then there was a whole swarm of, uh, copy, um, like police at the police department and DEO swarmed in and took care of all the duplicates. Remember this? Um, so the copies were able to defeat Supergirl, but then they put her in her, in her, uh, uh, protective suit, Manchester Black gets involved, uh, and they were able to get one of the um, one of the copies back to the EO. All of this, um, so the all that Ahimsa. Remember that, like all that early stuff, early in the in the early in this season. So that literally feels like six years ago to me. I, I do vaguely remember it, but wow, I just assumed that they were making up history when Kara was like, oh, I wrote an article about him. I was like, oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm this, glad this, that you're not, that I'm not the only one who, who could not remember that. I for sure needed to go back and, and look again because um, that, that was so, so long ago. I mean, that was, that was episode four of this season. That was wow. long, long time ago. Um, but yeah, there, there you go. Uh, by the way, I uh, I I am so bad. This is why Tim handles these things. Um, this is episode uh, season four, episode twenty. Will the realness test mocker please stand up? Written by Katie Rose Rogers and Natalie Abrams. Story by Derek Simon. Directed by Shannon Coley. Um, my bad, my bad, guys. Um, Tim usually does that part. I'm just the. I'm just here. I'm just here to to play. I don't know, second fiddle to him. I'm, I'm not really, I'm not, he's, he's the pro. He's a professional. I just, I just talk about Superman a bunch. Um, he's got the red and blue notebooks. That's it. I don't does. know if he has those anymore. He has not mentioned them on the podcast in a while. That's true. He hasn't. I, I'm not sure actually what he's using these days. We haven't, um, I haven't, I haven't really noticed what he's reading his notes out of. Um, one last, uh, siblings, James and Kelly. I mean, they, their stories didn't really overlap here this, this week. Um, there, there wasn't a whole lot there. Not, not that I could really pick out. Um, not, not, not nearly like last week, but however, uh, you, you were talking about siblings slash mm-hmm. running mm-hmm. tangent with, uh, or I guess running parallel with found family. And James mm-hmm. does have mm-hmm. some moments with his extended family, That's uh, right. with Nia and Brainy. That's totally true. That is totally true. That was a a found family moment, uh, really found family story. Like when they were hanging out in the fortress and testing his powers. Um, those. I mean, th- I don't know about you, Frank, but uh, I I would really have to trust someone to light me on fire and all and all those other things. So uh, I I no. would definitely say that they're like on, I guess like family level uh, intimacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I can't say that I would even, you know, let my family do that. So even if I had a pretty good chance of, uh, of surviving. it, So <laughs> yeah, don't know about that. It probably would have to be more like, uh, did you see Shazam? I was just thinking about that. Okay. One, right? no, I have not seen it yet. Okay. Uh, however, it's funny you asked that because I, I spoiled myself and I listened to the Beer with Geeks episode oh, you today, <laughs> which I got a mention on the episode. So it's funny that it came out weeks ago and I didn't listen to it until today. Oh, there you go. Um, but I know what you're talking about because they do go through the whole like trial and error of what can you do? What can you not do? Um, so you're saying that you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't even let your family yeah. uh, test your invulnerability. No, I'd be, I'd, they'd probably trick me into it. They'd probably have to be like, yeah, let's go take a walk. Let's <laughs> let's just go take a take a quick walk. Uh, no, don't mountain. worry about the flamethrowers. Don't worry about the flamethrowers. It's fine. It's fine. Just uh, smell the fresh air. Close your eyes and smell the fresh air. Close them. Close them now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd have to get tricked into it. I, I would not go willingly. I'd be, I would not be as as cool about it as James was. Um, one of my fit. This is kind of a uh, that was a good bit, but. Um, when when Nia has the the hammer that she really 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 wants to test out on him, and at first he's like, "No, you got to You know, like, no, turn it down. I'm not. I'm not there yet." And then she pulls it back out again, like hammer time. That was one of mine. That was one of my good bits. Not not in the face, kiddo. Not in the face. <laughs> it's also good to see the cosmic hammer. It is like, right because uh, we saw it. Um, oh, geez, in maybe. Yeah, I don't know how many episodes that was ago, like 10 episodes, maybe a little bit less. But yeah, so um, it's always cool to see the things that they bring back into the show, whether it's copy, whether it's the cosmic hammer, all those things. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Totally. Totally. That was cool to see that back. Um, But yeah, no, good call on the found family. That's absolutely what that was for sure. Um, uh, Full, full, like from beginning to end. Um with with from the fortress all the way to the the final fight against Lockwood, they had each other's backs, uh, and they protected each other, and they looked out for each other, and they worked together as a team ultimately. Uh, with Jean coming in in the mix, and they were able to to take down Lockwood for the time being, anyway. So yeah, no, totally good, great call, great great call. Thank you. Uh, and then parenting is the last theme I've got here, where um, you know, obviously we talked about Alex's adoption a fair bit already, but that, that fits the theme of parenting and because, you know, her wanting to live up to her mom's example, um, which is one of the first times, one of the few times we really hear Eliza talked about as a mom and what it was like, you know, growing up with her as your mom and, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, I feel like we don't get a ton of that very often. Um, and definitely ex- not in that context. Cause uh, when Eliza is mentioned and as Alex mentioning her, it's always kind of with stress in her voice. Like, it oh, is. mom is going to blame me for this. Um, so that actually was really nice to see Alex um, talking about how her mom was her hero. Um, and especially, uh, you know, Supergirl obviously is uh, very much uh, a feminist show. It's great to see a young girl like idolize her parent, her single parent for taking care of her. It's a beautiful thing to see, honestly. Like it, it, it's especially the the bond between mothers and daughters. But but it's just a beautiful thing to see. Like I don't know, like just parents being portrayed in a positive light, and like a woman having a, a, a just fond memories of her mom like that. I feel like is a really nice uh, sort of thing to look up to, right? Like we we should all sort of want that in in, in some ways, and it's nice to see that being modeled um, 
in that way. I, I think it's, I think it's, I thought it was sweet. I thought it was really sweet and how she just wants to, she's so touched by her mom's example that she just wants to live up to it. And she, she hopes she can be as good a mom. Um, and, and I feel like it's those people, people who care that much, who, who succeed at that, right? Like they, they worry they're messing stuff up. Um, right. But, but if you worry about care- something, you're probably going to do fine. If exactly. you are, are not worrying about a certain problem, you're potentially more vulnerable to it than someone who, uh, who is worrying about it. Exactly. So the fact that she's that worried about like, am I going to be a good mom makes me feel like you're going to do just fine. You're going to do just fine. You're going to be a great mom. And, and Kelly tells her that, right? Kelly tells her like, you're, you're the, like the most nurturing person I've ever met. And, and I, you know, you're going to, you, you care too much to fail. You're going to be an amazing mother. And uh, it, it, and it's just so, so, so sweet that, that Alex wants that and that Kelly was so reassuring um, to her and, and really made her believe it. And then there's George and uh, his father. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ben and George Lockwood, not so much, not so much uh, on the same page there. I don't think that George is going to be looking up to his dad for parenting advice anytime soon. Uh, Can I just say uh, yeah. that kid, I'm so proud of him. Uh, like an episode or two ago, I was so ready to hate him. Oh, yeah. You know, when he was working for his father and like, you know, being uh, like a miniature uh, Agent Liberty. Um, but this episode, I was like, you go, kid. Yes. Like you, it's, I think that is also a very important uh, um, lesson to learn is, you know, you, for the most part, uh, should lo- look to your elders and your parents, for example. But some people don't have the privilege of that. And like, it, it takes a great responsibility. Um, to be able to recognize that because um, he's got to be what like 13 years old maybe yeah he's pretty young and in face of losing one of his parents to have the strength to look at the other one and and know like you have failed me and you're also um, making things worse like you are not being a good human being so proud of that kid incredibly proud of that kid yeah no you, you nailed it like that right on the head like that is it it's the, to to have the maturity to be able to to see that and and granted you know it's it's he's making an emotional decision right now but like he's he's ultimately right i think uh so to to have that wisdom at that age to to kind of push through your own pain and and come to that conclusion that's a that's like that's the harder conclusion for him to come to right now right he he could right. seek the comfort of family with his dad and 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 decide to put aside whatever his misgivings are about what his dad is doing. But instead he's saying, no, you caused this. Like you, you kind of killed mom and I will never forgive you for that. Um, it takes a and, lot. It takes a lot. And I was concerned with him last week because he made the headway with his friend where he said like, Hey, if you need something, I'm here for you. And then his mother is killed at the end by his friends, uh, by his friend's mom. Yeah. I was worried that that was going to be undone. So it, they made the unusual but uh, incredibly rewarding uh, choice to um, to uh, make him have him not make the have the same reaction as his father. You know, to be like you said, like responsible, to be wise uh, in the face of you know this great loss that he went through. Absolutely, yeah. I, I had the same fear. I had the same fear you did that we were going to see um, him starting to make progress, but then once he found out that. Uh, his friend's mom killed his own mom, but that was going to undo all the progress and he was going to be fully like, you know, children of liberty, let's go. Um, but it looks like that's that's not where they're going with that. And so he he turns his back on his dad's fight and sees it for what it really is. Um, and so now Ben Lockwood has lost his 
wife and his son um, in this battle. So the you know and kind his of, dad and his dad. That's right. That's right. He's so he's lost everything. So on the one hand, it's like you know how many more people do you need to lose before you realize what you're doing? But on the other hand, this is Ben Lockwood, and now he's got no one left to lose. So what will he do? You know what will he do next? Like what's what is there left to stop him? Um, when he's lost everyone already, um, and he blames aliens for all of it. Um, very, very interesting heading into the last two episodes of the season. Um, and this is where we are. Right. And actually I, I forgot that it was, uh, two episodes because a lot of times the CW sh- uh, shows will push it and they'll do 23. Right. Um, but I saw the promo last night and I was like, Oh, two more. Okay. Yep. Two more. Yep. That's, that's it. Um, well, this doesn't really fit into one of our themes, I don't think, but let's talk about that closing scene where Kara Ooh. somehow gets access to go to the White House because the president is afraid of Cat Grant. Um, weird. Um, that's he wasn't the reason. afraid of Cat Grant. <laughs> let's well, be yeah, real. That was his. No, I mean, no, he wasn't. But that's his like sort of charming banter reason for it. And um, so she gets to meet the president uh, in an emergency capacity without Secret Service in the room because that's a thing that can happen. And um, uh, so, yeah, she hands over the envelope with all the info on the Red Daughter and, you know, Kasni is going to attack. Here's everything you need to know. Here's the map. He puts it into an empty drawer in the desk at the New Oval Office because, again, like there's an empty drawer. And uh, With the switch underneath it? Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. that switch does something else from all the cartoons that I watched. And cartoons, as we all know, are the best the best reference point. So I think you must be right. I mean, if Animaniacs doesn't support this, then I don't know. <laughs> How did you know that that's what I was thinking of? <laughs> it's like if there's, a, if there's a button underneath the presidential desk, I think it has to do with warheads. But okay, maybe we'll totally. do something for that very specific empty drawer that's built sure. for like dossiers that aren't in there. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he just like puts it away without even looking at it. He's like, all right, well, thank you very much. Um, now we're going to put a bag over your head. Uh, it was so sketch because he said, has anyone else seen this? Like, yeah. Did you tell anyone about this? Oh, God. I know. So sketch and so just diabolical. And like I have hated President Tron this entire season. And I finally, you know, like I mean, I felt vindicated at almost every turn, but never more than in that moment. Never. And it's more. weird. They were so misleading with him in the beginning of the show. There's that one scene where um, he's trying to pick out his tie and then he's like, oh, I think blue's better, right? I'm like, "Uh, I see what you did there. Um, Mm -hmm. Little did we know. Little did we know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. So so this is where Bria, you know, emailed and said like, I wonder if the president is Lex with an image inducer Uh, and not not sounding like the craziest theory honestly it it's uh it's it's plausible it's it's not totally impossible that president tron is is just lex or 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 certainly i think we can agree that at baseline he is he is you know he's in on this whole thing and he's he's under lex's thumb if nothing else oh yeah i personally think that he isn't lex because um lex has very personally been overseeing the entire project of uh, Red Daughter. Um, I can't see him posing as a president just because he does not have the availability for that. To be in the Oval Office and also be in prison at the same time. Yeah, I guess that's a fair point. Plus, that's, I mean, that job, you have to have eyes on you at all times. It's I, true. I can't see how you do it. It's true. It's true. I mean, unless he's really like 
paying off everyone or whatever. Yeah, it, you're you're right. That might it might be a stretch, but but there's definite there's we can definitely agree that 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 there is you know some kind of collusion going on there between them, um, and and they are they are cooperating in some way. That for sure, I think we can. Uh, we're 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 being told that, and I'm I'm so like. It's about to get real juicy and and sort of this next episode, I'm really excited for watching it all um, unravel uh, so that it sets us up for a great finale with with um, well, maybe I shouldn't I shouldn't say what with, but uh, with some exciting things we know confirmed to be happening. We'll talk about it more in trailer TV talk, but um, some exciting things known to be happening in the finale. I feel like we're we're getting we're gearing up for a really exciting setup for that finale. Uh, and I'm I'm very 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 excited for this. More excited than I've been in a couple of years, honestly. Um, more excited than I was for the end of season three. Like I am, I'm really pumped for for what they do heading down the end of the season. And and I, honestly, probably the most excited I've been since season one um, for for a Supergirl finale. So I'm I'm ready for it, man. I am pumped. I am too. I know that next week it's going to end and. I will have that like overwhelming feeling of, oh God, is it like next Sunday yet? It's mm. they're going to end it and I'm going to be in pain because I will want that next episode <laughs> right then and there. Oh, I hear you. I hear you on that. It, it will almost be like kinder to myself to not watch it <laughs> until <laughs> like the day before the finale. I know, right? Just like watch them back to back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear that. I hear that. I, uh, if I didn't have the podcast about it, I might be doing the same thing, honestly. <laughs> That's actually how I watched uh, Crisis, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, that, I think I had a reason why I couldn't watch it one of the days. And then I ultimately just waited. Until, I think I waited until all three episodes were out. And I had like the best night of my of my 20... Uh, what was last year? 18? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that That's cool. So how how did that... So I, I watched them, you know, one one each night. So how did it hang together did it did it play like a movie or did it feel like three separate episodes of a show like how how did that how, what was the impact of it watching it uh, all together it definitely does feel like three separate episodes um uh especially because they had a uh, they they were really uh grounded in in their worlds for this one i think this one right. more so than last year's um cuz before they very deliberately put everyone in the same spot there was like a, a home base of you know like the hall of justice and um, with this one, they physically travel to each person's like world or, uh, you know, their, their homestead. Um, but I also think that is done with respect to each show. Um, they might reach a point where they d- decide we want to make this, we want to make this feel like a movie. Um, and we're not going to leave these breaks that feel very, uh, organic to the show and maybe they'll just uh that actually is probably how we'll do it next year next year Mm -hmm. i think is just going to they're going to go all out they're going to absolutely make it feel like a movie um but this uh season they you could definitely feel the divide between the shows but i don't consider that as uh anything that detracts from it Mm. agreed agreed yeah you're right They, they were a little more separate and they had um they kept with the the tone of each show and they even had the intros and everything um so so yeah i guess this year was more deliberately um you know uh segmented into episodes but i feel like crisis on earth x was like uh, very much played like a one big event and uh i think you're right that crisis uh on infinite earths will will do the same 
Cool. Um, any other themes, uh, mini themes or little moments from the episode you want to talk about before we get into that was a good bit? Uh, let's go into that was a good bit. Cool. All right. Uh, so we talked about hammer time. That was my first one. Um, <laughs> I, I love just the whole, the whole bit of Kara letting Lena think she landed the plane. <laughs> Classic. That kind of goes into my professor comics corner. Should I, Ooh. I'll save it. I'll save, save. it. Well, well, yeah, save it, save it. Yeah. But, but we'll, we'll loop back. All right. Uh, do you have any good bits? I do. I have several. Um, Lena turning the heel of her boot into a baton. Oh, so cool. Also, she just looks so good, uh, like giddy, like gleeful to be doing she, so. She really did. She was <laughs> so excited. Like I've been waiting for this. She, yes. She says something like, uh, did you hope it would turn to this? Cause I did. Cause I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. Also just like the cool element of Lena seems like someone who is so practical. And I love the idea of her, weaponizing something that is inherently feminine and not practical. Mm. Also uh, props to the, the, you know, the costume team for doing that. Cause you could see when she took that off, you could see the magnets that were meant to attach it. I'm like, dang, I want a pair of those shoes. That, that is a real pair of shoes that exists. I don't know if that baton is in there, but that heel that snaps off. Absolutely. That's, That's so practical. Cool. Yeah. So you're saying props to the prop department. Oh, is, gosh. That what you're, is that what you're saying? Huh? Um, yeah, we had uh, a, a couple pop culture references. We did, yeah. I I enjoyed Snake on a Plane. Snake on a Plane, snakes on a, or she calls her Snake on a Plane, but yep. it's in reference to Snakes on a Plane. Right. That when it was followed by Kara's Thank You Next, I had yes. this uh, I had this epiphany where I just sat back and I said, Oh my gosh, these Supergirl writers must be my age. There is no other explanation for it because those are two huge things in my life. Like I was young enough to uh, see snakes on the plane when it came out and love it because of how awful it was. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I don't actually know. I have not confirmed whether or not they're my age, but I feel the solidarity. We clearly consume the same content. Oh yeah. We're we're definitely the same generation as they are. Like for sure there there's, there's clear cultural overlap there. That, (laughs) That followed by Ariana Grande. Come on, come on. Love it. Yep, yep, yep. I love that. Um, Do you I have any lo- other? Go ahead. Oh, I have a bunch. Uh, I mean, we got like you know little references to Sam and Rain. Um, was, you know that I thought that was a good oh, bit. Yeah. I even loved. Did you notice that the whole episode, Kara was wearing a red jacket with a blue outfit under it, and it resembled her red cape, you know, with her blue costume under it. It was very Smallville. It was very Smallville. Yeah, absolutely, it was. Oh, I saw a guy wearing like the red jacket and a blue t-shirt <laughs> like on the street uh, and jeans like like the Clark Kent uniform uh one of the two and I was like oh man that is so smallville I can't just walk up to this guy and be like start a conversation about it because like realistically he's just wearing a blue t-shirt and red jacket but like boy was attempted anyway um, I don't know I, I have friends who own like who own the red jacket I mm-hmm. have friends who own like a smallville crows jersey you never know. That guy could have really been feeling himself and have been a huge, huge Smallville fan. Um, you know what? I, on that note, I will say if there's anyone in New York who sees a girl in a purple blazer and a white uh, pleated skirt, <laughs> say hi. <laughs> you know, she might be a huge Lois Lane fan. You should say hi. Yes, I'm talking about myself. Fair. Yeah, yeah. No, that is true. <laughs> I've seen the cosplay pics. That's true. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, 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 oh. 
you'll you'll appreciate this one um after uh after Kara helps land the plane and pretends that she didn't um she <laughs> i know where this is going uh, it, yeah well she does the whole pretending to be knocked out bit um pretending to like have fainted or, or or just been knocked out in the in the tough landing and that is like directly out of superman the movie directly out of it where uh the mugger comes out of uh the alley and tries to mug lois and clark and clark catches the bullet and then pretends he fainted um oh. that is the i think that's the third reference they've made to that exact scene uh this season perhaps um third time this actually, season i don't remember the i mean I, i'm not saying oh, you're wrong i just didn't realize there have been three of them this season already or actually, no, sorry. I'm confusing one of the references with Wonder Woman because I, I just love the movie oh, so much. Oh, sure. Oh, um, yes. But uh, in Crisis, uh, we were just talking about that. Um, oh, right, right, right. She has that moment where I think she catches the bullet then she looks down at it. Was that in, in Crisis? Yes, or that was crisis, in Crisis. Um, yeah, the crossover. Oh, uh, the crossover. Sorry, <laughs> the crossover. Um, yeah, she has uh, the same moment because in that scene, uh, Clark catches the bullet when Lois walks away. Uh, he just looks down at it. It's very quick. Um, she has the same thing. So that is the second reference to that exact scene that we've gotten um, <sighs> this season. Oh, man. It's so great. The Reeve movies are just, they're, they're a well. You know, like you can keep on tapping it. Yeah. I, I have a, I threw this in the show notes. There's someone um, uh, at Tall Nerdy Bean uh, <gasps> tweeted a side-by-side uh, comparison of like the shots from uh, from superman the movie and from this episode uh so i'll throw that in the show notes uh and um, wait real quick i have to say you know yeah. how i just said i have friends who have the clark kent jacket i have friends who have the, yes. the smallville crows jersey that friend is august tall nerdy oh Bean. awesome <laughs> well so the cool thing about that is uh that john crier retweeted uh august's tweet and and oh natalie gosh. abrams who's one of the writers of the episode liked the tweet so um i feel feel like that kind of confirms uh that uh that they're right oh of so. course otherwise otherwise uh think about this for a second if that wasn't just uh if superman the movie did not come before this episode we as viewers would have to accept the fact that kara dorky kara made the decision <laughs> to yeah. slide down in her seat make her glasses askew just for the heck of it, just you know, as, 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 a as huge Superman fans, we're able to sort of forgive the, the odd characterization of that moment and say, <laughs> Oh, that's, we, we're just fan girling and fanboying out about it. Um, but if that wasn't from a movie, that's a really dorky and unnecessary thing for Kara to do. Yeah, It'd be lame if it wasn't from a good movie. <laughs> so I'm um, glad that I'm glad that we have that. It's funny also, I'm just going to nerd out about this for a little bit longer. Please do. Um, it's also funny. It says a lot about uh, the relationships like Clovis and then Kara and Lena and how both women handle it because Lois just has mm. this disposition of, oh gosh, this sensitive buffoon. I can't take him anywhere. And then <laughs> Lena, she's so accommodating. She's like, Kara, are you okay? Like she's really concerned and not at all just, you know, because Lois is kind of offended by Clark in that moment. Whereas oh, yeah. Lena is just like, oh, like, is my friend okay? <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, in in that way, in that <laughs> way, I think Lena's a lot nicer than, than Lois. Uh, yeah. And yet, this is our OTP, Frank. 
That's true. <laughs> Somehow, how did we end up here? Oh okay. man. Well, did you have uh, any other good bits? No, uh, that. Oh, I guess uh, Ben Lockwood goes all Judge Dredd with an "I am the law." Um, but uh, no, that's that's kind of that's kind of it. That's kind of it for me. Any others from you? Uh, no, but I do have a Professor Comics corner that I'm dying to to uh, tell you. And I'm dying to hear it. Go for it. Okay. Actually, um, before I make it, did you did you see any sort of Smallville parallel in this episode? I see Smallville parallels everywhere, so you'll have to get a little more specific. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I seem to remember, given the, the context of this is completely different, but there is an episode of Smallville, spoiler alert for something that happened about 11 years ago, there is an episode where there is a Alina Luther but a Lutessa Lena Luther yes. who is on a plane with a super who is desperately trying to leave the plane. Sure. Okay. Uh, yep. Um, and there is a, there is a huge um, emphasis on secrets. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, spoiler in the, in the Smallville context. Uh, so Tess Mercer, the Lena Luther uh, character in that version. She's trying to expose Clark's secret. She sabotages her plane and kind of forces him to save her. Um, and also, I think uh, she acts passed out during that yes. scene as well. Um, and, you know, again, completely different context, but as someone who watched both shows, uh, I couldn't believe that we had a version of Lena Luther in two shows who was with a super, and there was this very, uh, like, uh, I guess, sensitive... Uh, uh, topic of secrets being handled, like secret identities, secret powers. Right, right. Yep. Oh, I, I see. I see parallels there for sure, for sure. Uh, and that's actually super fun because that's yeah. I mean, I love that you, you pulled out a small reference there. Um, love, love, love it. All day, every day. <laughs> All day, every day. Um, I love that. I I loved my my professor comics corner moments were smaller this week. Um, or sort of like. Like, for example, um, just the fact that we we called her Red Daughter for the first time. Like, we, we've been calling right. her that. Like, friend, uh, friends, fans have been calling her that uh, all season long since we, we first saw her at the last season finale. Um, uh, but this is the first time that the name was actually used on the show. Um, so that that is her actual, that's her code name. That's what Lex is calling her in Kaznian. So... Um, so that's cool that we actually got that sort of officially confirmed. And again, that's I call it Professor Comics Corner because it's a direct reference to Red Sun, um, one of the all-time, one of my all-time favorite Elseworlds stories ever. Uh, and then, which Tim and I talked about at uh, the beginning of the season. If you missed that episode, I'll throw that in the show notes. Uh, and then I also loved that uh, Brainy used the fake swear word Sprock. Which yes, is a, a legion, a legion thing from the comics. Where, yeah, and then he there. says double sprock, double sprock. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That that made me smile. Uh, I, I'm I'm not I'm not the world's biggest legion fan from the comics, but but when they make those references, they do make me smile. Does make me happy as a comic book fan. Side note: Are you watching um the Flash? I am. I'm a couple episodes behind, but yes, I'm watching this season. I really love the focused effort um in DC continuity to use futuristic terms even mm-hmm. though the legion's from like a thousand years in the future and uh nora is from what like 28 years in the future yeah. or something like that yeah um but at the same time they they say things like shway, shway which was like yeah. a batman beyond word um 
really cool to see the continuity and like just like the vernacular. Um, I think they, I think they use some of the stuff from Young Justice as well. Maybe. Mm, um, okay. Okay. I'm I, less familiar, uh, so I wouldn't catch uh, pick up on those as much. I'm not really doing a good job at referencing right now because I can't remember. But I think that uh, in Young Justice, Bart Allen comes back from uh, the future, and there's some uh, futuristic uh, slang that he says, and uh, it's really cool to see it across uh, these DC shows. I love seeing that stuff. I really do. Like it, it makes me really happy when they when they tie that stuff in uh, the way that they do. It's it's just beautifully done, beautifully beautifully done. So yeah, I'm I'm I am with you on that, my friend, for sure. Uh, but that's all I have for Professor Comics Corner. What other than than the ones we mentioned already? Do you have any more? That is it. I wish there were more. I know. I know. I hear you. Well, uh, Lauren, thank you so much for joining me here. I, I want to get into trailer TV talk in a second, but for folks who don't want to get spoiled or don't want to look ahead um, to uh, the the rest of the season, uh, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet? You guys can find me just about everywhere um, at Lauren Neckelwin. Um, I'm sure Frank will put it in the show notes. It's a difficult to spell name. Um, also, if you ever just look through uh, Tim and Frank's like uh, ats and like mentions on Twitter, <laughs> you will probably find me because I'm always tagging them and stuff. Um, you can uh, listen to my podcast, uh, Metropolis Podcast. We're still in the development stage, but uh, it's still really cool to revisit Lois and Clark and their different adaptations. Right on. Well, thank you for joining me. This has been a blast. Thanks for having me. For sure. Um, well, yeah, those are all the places you can find Lauren. Please do follow her, listen to her stuff. She's awesome. Uh, and really glad you were able to join me today on the show. Uh, but if you want to find us on the internet, you can do that at supergirltvtalk.com or at TV Supergirl on Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, rather. On Instagram, we're Supergirl TV Talk. Uh, but you can mail uh, at supergirltvtalk.com if you want to send us emails, uh, tweet at us, uh, f- hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio to support the show uh, and to make uh, more episodes possible, get some bonus content in the process. Uh, of course, uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, on Google, on Stitcher, on uh, Spotify, uh, everywhere that podcasts are found, uh, you'll find this show and all of our Thought Bubble Audio shows. So please, please Please check us out there. Uh, thank you guys so much for everything you do for us, telling friends, telling, listening every week. Just thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you guys so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. All right. Trailer TV talk. So, uh, so the, 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 I mean, we got the big face off between Supergirl and Red Daughter. That's like the, the big banner thing we have going on here, right? That's sort of the highlight. Uh, and, and uh, throwing some shade calling the Supergirl uh, outfit a cheerleader skirt. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, uh, Tim and I were talking about uh, about costumes on uh, Beer with Geeks, uh, uh, which I think the episode will come out um, in a day or so, but it was last week. Um, and we were talking about uh, Kara's costume and how basically the only reason why she has a skirt is uh, just because at the time it was the way to distinguish she is the girl version. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, I do love her costume. I love it so much, but it's I. It, they're not wrong to call it out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I remember back when the show started, when the series like was was gonna get off the ground, before we had seen what her co- her costume uh, looked like, before we got that first preview image, there was speculation of will they go with the uh, like pants suit that she wore in the new Fifty Two for a while. Yeah, I think I was actually even surprised because I I 
I kind of assumed that they would do something more practical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but they went a little more classic with it, and and I mean, I I I love I love the look. I think it's it's great and it's classic, and um, you know, I I, I love it. But it, it it is not the move you, especially knowing um, how progressive the show ended up being. Ultimately, it is actually kind of surprising they went with a more classic costume. But but they, I guess they wanted to keep some of those elements in it, and they you know had Cat Grant speak to you know why the name supergirl even uh is a very feminist name like right right in the pilot um so they wanted to to sort of keep i guess those more traditional elements that maybe don't quite fit in in the modern uh lens uh but they they brought them into the fold and made them part of this this new vision of the character which i i really enjoy you know one thing i wonder is uh um because we've gotten a couple different versions of the suit the uh the Crisis on Earth X suit that had pants in it. Um, the <laughs> what the fans call the Power Rangers slash the Daft Punk <laughs> suit <laughs> has pants. Um, Red Daughter has a training suit that has pants. It kind of makes me wonder if all of these are tests to see how people, how mm. fans react to a new costume change. Because um, I think they're very hesitant to change her costume because. Uh, you know, Supergirl really is an icon. Like the skirt is a huge part of, of how you recognize her. Um, so part of me wonders if every time they have one of these new versions of the suit, are they kind of doing it to see how we react to it? Like, oh, how do they like her with pants? And That's interesting. That's super interesting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, another season is on its way. So who knows? Like we could be having a very different conversation. And um, uh, it is May in like two and a half months after... Uh, Comic-Con? Hmm. That's super interesting. Who knows? Who knows? I hadn't really thought about that, but you're absolutely right. You know, it is um, all of the Arrowverse shows have seen pretty significant costume changes over the years. This is the only one that hasn't. It's made it to four seasons without a a major change to like the default costume. You know, we've had some alternates here and there, like you said. Um, And even earlier this season, we had her like power suit, but we haven't had an actual change to the actual like day-to-day costume. So you're right. We probably are due for one. Um, that's super interesting. I hadn't really thought about that at all. <laughs> this is why, this is why you and Tim talked about costumes and beer with geeks <laughs> and not me, because these are not the things that I noticed. Um, that episode's coming out next week, by the way, in case anyone's looking for it. There we go. Uh, so that'll be uh, mid, mid May little peek behind the curtain there. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for so I, I hinted at this a little bit, but so we know that Lex is coming back in the finale. Yes, um, and that's going to be his third and final appearance that that was that was you know hinted at earlier in the season. So, um, so next week is Red Dawn, and then the week after that is the Quest for Peace. Um, I think <laughs> I think we talked about this right. So it's called Quest for Peace as a nod to the fact that John Cryer was Lenny Luther in Superman Four: The Quest for Peace with Christopher Reeve. Uh, and uh, and Gene Hackman. Um, I'm not uh, exhibiting uh, <laughs> a lot of authority on the subject right now. I had no idea that was the title. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> that's the title. Quest for Peace. That's the finale. Uh, but but before that, we get Red Dawn <laughs> next week. So, uh, and we're gonna get we're gonna get. Um, we, we saw a glimpse of Kara, or well, of Red Daughter Kara, uh, with the uh, uh, brunette wig. Um, a shout out to the Linda Lee um, identity um, that uh, that Supergirl has 
taken on in, in, in certain um, iterations in the comics in the past, including the Helen Slater movie. Um, yeah. And in I Smallville. Mean, and in Smallville. You're right. Yes, even in Smallville. Um, so count so, on me to always make the Smallville reference. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just, uh, I, I just didn't want to step on your toes there. You know, you've, you've been, you've been so good about the Smallville references so far. That's totally the reason. And not because I wasn't thinking of it. Nope, definitely not. Not that, um, I am, uh, yeah. So I'm super excited for, for these next couple of episodes because I feel like Red Dawn will set up, uh, the events of Quest for Peace really well it seems like it seems like this is going to be a very like preparatory episode for that you know get getting us to that that point and then and then watching as uh well i hope as as lex uh does his destructive magic once again uh i so love this version of lex i'm like so so all about it and so excited to see him one last time and i hope it's not the final time i hope we get more of him in the future i hope they leave it open so that you know if he wants to come back in season five they can work that in somehow but i hope it's not in a way of like oh there's lex lex's boots in the corner Uh, (laughs) i'm just using an image inducer but it's totally me lex they won't show the boots they'll show a bald head that's yeah right 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 yeah Ugh, I hope not. Not again. Never again. Never again. Um, hopefully, you know. Hopefully, he comes back for for crisis. Hopefully, he comes back for crisis, and 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 we get uh, we get to have that involvement. Oh, I realized uh, we kept saying crisis when we were talking about the crossover. I I, I started it. It's, it was Elseworlds we were talking about, obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that that was my bad. Uh, I'm just so excited for for next year's crossover that I I got my names mixed up. One track mind, both of us. One we're track mind. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. That's it. Uh, any final thoughts, Lauren? Ooh, I, you know, it's funny. I wasn't a huge fan of, of the casting, um, but like you, I'm just absolutely salivating, waiting for oh. these uh, last couple episodes to hit. Um, it's it, The trailer didn't show us much. Mm-mm. Nope. It was it was pretty pretty sparse, which is kind of why I'm so, I have so much anticipation because like they gave us such a little taste. You did hint that you had some spoilers. Can we uh, branch off into like a spoiler section? I mean, that's really that, that I, I was the, the Lex Lex coming back in the finale and it being called being called Quest for Peace. I just wasn't sure how much you know, people look ahead, so I didn't oh, want to spoil gotcha. that for anybody who might not have known about Lex. Um, other than that, I don't I don't really have much in terms of like finale spoilers. Um, we have the description. You know, we know that we know that. Um, well, okay. Here here's one thing. Um, uh, we do have word that uh, the monitor might be appearing in the finale. Um, so that's exciting. And that, that would be a tie into the possibility of uh, uh, Lex being playing a role in crisis on infinite earths. Uh, I mean, that's, that's what we're hearing. You know, our friends over at supergirl.tv are, are reporting. So um, that's, that's what they've been hearing. Uh, and then we are supposed to be getting next week in uh, Red Dawn. We are supposed to be getting appearances from Lillian Luther and from yes. Eliza again. So Eliza. Oh, I had no mm-hmm. idea. I saw mm-hmm. the images of Brenda Strong. Mm-hmm. Um, love her. Oh, yeah. Whenever she comes back, it's, it makes my day. Um, do we know if she's going to be in the finale? I believe she is. Yes. Brenda Strong oh, is in the finale gosh. as far as I know. Yep. All the Luthers. Yep. And, yep. And actually... That is a, uh, we've never had an iteration of that. Smallville didn't have that. We had all the Luthers in um, never in one place. That's true. Yeah, never never all in one place. 
Oh man, this will be so interesting. Well, technically we got uh, the Luthers, but you know, like a version that was about 20 years ago in season two. But to see uh, Lex and Lillian yeah. and, and uh, Lena, that'll yeah. be super exciting. It'll be exciting to see their dynamic together. I know. If, I like, hope. I mean, we know they're all in the episode. We don't know if they're all going to be in the same room. Oh, I, I, I hope, hope so. I hope they are. I really hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's some exciting stuff. There's some exciting stuff on the horizon. So there you go. There's, there's, some, there's some minor spoilers. There's, there's what we know. Um, I'm, I'm super pumped. Super, super pumped for some, some more of this goodness. Uh, but but it, the season's almost over, and, and then we... Then we have to wait the long, the long, long stretch uh, until until Comic Con when we get a little taste, and then and then we get to usually wait till about October till we get the show back. So it's a long, long stretch of about six months or so. But but we'll we'll be in it together. What's we'll unusual is uh, all in this together. <laughs> there uh, we go. Had to get some singing in this week. Um, it will be exciting if if what is reported is true and the monitor is in this episode. Um, it's interesting to to wonder how they're going to film the the sort of previews for Comic Con because they, even though uh, typically the crossover doesn't film until a couple months before it airs, uh, they might start filming some of that stuff first just to kick everything off that way. Truth, truth. Yep, that is very possible, and that would be exciting if so. Um, very exciting yeah. time to be a comic book fan. It really is. I mean, it's it's a super exciting time to be a fan of, of these characters in, in particular. Um, for me, like I, I'm just, you know, ple- pleased as punch about all of it, uh, and and super super excited about all of it. I'm 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 really excited we get to talk about this stuff and cover it, and and you know, there's there's something about it to me as as a as a lifelong fan of being able to talk about this stuff and geek out about it and and speculate about it. It just it makes me all kinds of happy. So. Thank you for joining me today and, and talking about this stuff. Um, it's been a it's been a real blast. Thank you for having me. This was yeah. a super cool to be on the Supergirl uh, podcast. Yeah, cool. Well, you're welcome back anytime, uh, and I do mean that. And uh, oh, uh, we can tease this here, uh, but we're gonna have some new uh, cover art coming soon uh, that Lauren is actually working on right now as we speak. Hey. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm pretty excited to share that with all of you. We'll be sharing that on on. I mean, it'll be, it'll be the show art, but we'll also be sharing it on social media and all that kind of stuff too. So keep your eyes opened. Uh, if, if in the next, in the next week or two, uh, that'll, that'll be coming out. So keep, keep your eyes open for, uh, for some new stuff there. And thank you, Lauren, for that. Uh, because we're, uh, it's shaping up really, really well. And I, I can't wait for everyone to see it. <laughs> I can't wait either. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, uh, that'll be out on, uh, on social media and, and on the, and it'll be the show art itself. And it'll be on the website and all that, all that good stuff. So you can check it out there when the time comes. But um, I think I, anything else to add before we call it a day? I think that's about it. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Frank. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for joining. It's, it's been a blast. And until next time, up, up and away. <laughs>